Wonder why your local restaurant is charging you 3% when you pay by card? This is the Issues Watch Podcast. Hi, I'm Don Meyer, Chief Marketing Officer at the New Jersey Society of CPAs, and welcome to the Issues Watch Podcast. Credit card surcharging and the related programs have been a hot topic over the last few years and are only growing hotter. Some see the practice as a way of offsetting the cost of doing business with credit cards, while others consider it an undue toll levied on loyal customers and clients. The guidelines and laws surrounding these programs are unclear, ever-changing, and vary by state and area. Here with me to discuss the confusing world of cash discounts and surcharging is Eric Cohen, CEO of Merchant Advocate, financial consultants that help merchants save money from the credit card industry. Merchant is also a longtime NJCPA partner. Welcome, Eric. Thank you for having me. So, Eric, it seems like uh, everyone is talking about surcharge programs these days. Um, what's going on and, and why is it happening now? Yeah, it's a, a great question. So a um, number of reasons that we are seeing a lot more surcharge. Um, one is economic environment. Uh, businesses are finding it hard to make money and um, they decided at this point it, it would be good to pass that fee to the customer. Um, that's one of the reasons that we're seeing a lot more surcharge or cash discount or whatever the name is. But we also are seeing a lot more of it because the salespeople in the merchant processing industry are starting to push it a lot more um, just because it's extremely profitable for them as well. Okay, so let's start with the basics. There are a lot of different names flying around. Uh, there's cash discount, non-cash transaction, surcharge, uh, zero fee. Um, can you explain what all those mean and what some of the differences are? Sure, sure. So surcharge is really the only program that I know of that you could actually register with Visa MasterCard. And a surcharge actually is only on credit cards, not debit cards, right? And that's the main differentiator. And the reason for that is it's not only against guidelines, it's actually against uh, the law to surcharge debit cards. There is a, um, in, in Congress years ago, the Durban Act made it illegal, I believe, that you cannot surcharge debit cards. So that's what a surcharge is. When someone wants to do a program, I suggest a surcharge program because it is fully registered. Um, the idea of cash discount or um, zero fees or non-cash transaction fee, what happened a number of years ago is the industry came up with wording, which is really semantics. And what you used to see a lot of is let's add a service fee of 3%, but if you pay by cash, we will discount it. Well, that's a surcharge. It's just semantics. So the idea of non-cash transaction fee, um, most cash discount programs or zero fees, most of them are not compliant. And then you also have lately something called dual pricing, which is the gas station model where you have two prices. Um, that is legal. Um, it is a true dual pricing. The problem we're seeing there is in order to actually do dual pricing the right way, you have to have both prices listed let's say at a restaurant on the menu or on a whiteboard or wherever all your prices are. And that's really the differences in all of them. Um, you have to be really, really careful because if you do it wrong, there are fines that are starting to come down, not only from Visa MasterCard, but 
we are now here in New Jersey, fines are starting to come down in New Jersey as well. So if I understand you correctly, if I see a sign that says a cash discount, it's really not a discount off of the price. It's a discount off of the surcharge. Yes. So the people that have been doing it the wrong way, you'll see a sign that says all products are listed as cash prices. There's a service fee of 3% added to all sales. If you pay by cash, you'll get a discount. The only legitimate way or legal way to do a cash discount program is list the higher price on the menu, on your board, on the internet, wherever you're listing your price, and actually take a discount off that price if they pay by cash. Now, Don, what's interesting is if a business owner thinks about it the right way, if they do a cash discount and they do it in the right format where they increase their prices, they really don't need the credit card processor to put them on a special program. They could have a normal low price merchant account and they keep the profit in the spread versus the credit card industry going, hey, you need to be charged 3% in order to do this. No, that's the credit card industry trying to make a lot of money. The cash discount is a great program, but it has to be done again with the higher price listed. And then you take a cash discount. You can't add a fee just to take it off. That's semantics and really a surcharge. Got it. Okay, good to know. All right, so let's talk about compliance. Uh, I understand in a new law regarding surcharging, just one on the books in New Jersey, that uh, merchants and their accountants should be aware of. So please tell us about it. Yeah, and the law is a little ambiguous. Um, I've read the law a couple times, and they talk about a 2.5% cap, but then there's also language that says you can't charge more than what you're being charged from your processor. So there's a little um, lack of clarity in, in what I see. Um, the law basically follows Visa MasterCard guidelines. It says that you cannot charge more than 3% on a credit card. And again, it's only supposed to be on a credit card, not a debit card, okay? Um, I believe the fines are $5,000 or $10,000, you know, and, and I think it's a good law. I think it follows along the Visa MasterCard program, but my concern is who is actually holding the law up? Who's going to go out and start finding the merchants? Who's going to go out and really decide, is this a surcharge? Is it a cash discount? Was it on a debit card? Was it not? Um, I, as a consumer, when I use my debit card and I see that someone surcharges me, I will call my bank, but I don't think as a consumer, I'm going to pick up the phone and call the state. And even if I did, will the state actually go to that business? So I think that the law is good. I just don't understand how they're going to... Um, really follow it and and put the fines in place. So my next question was going to be, is there anything being done to ensure merchants are complying with these regulations? But from what you just said, it sounds like no. They're, they're really not right now. And, and listen, Visa MasterCard apparently hired secret shoppers. No one's going to know if they did or didn't. I mean, there's that's the rumor mill and it might be very true. But if you think about it this way, you know, people will get fined. Right. We had a merchant that we consulted for um, down near the beach and he got a warning letter and said, hey, you surcharged the debit card. OK, well, now he's changing the program. And instead of going, he was on a cash discount. He was using semantics. He was using wording. Mm -hmm. Now he's going to start a real surcharge program. OK, um, the problem in the restaurants is most point of sales don't have the ability to do a true surcharge today. 
But I think that no one's policing it. Are the fines going to happen? Sure. But let's look at the fine for a second. If you're a restaurant doing a million dollars and you have a program at 3% or, or even higher than the cap, which you should not, you might be saving 30000 a year or 40000 a year. If you get caught and you get fined five grand, you save 30 grand. I mean, you're still netting out quite a savings. And I think a lot of business owners are putting their hands up and said, I'll take that risk. And if I get fined, then I'll change the program. But until I get fined, I'm not going to change it because I'm winning on the numbers. Now, do you think when when merchants are making these decisions, do you think they're considering the, the tax implications of these things? Well, I don't think they're considering the tax implications anything on the tax. I also don't think they're considering their customers. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the taxes. The problem with the taxes is every year you now get a 1099K. It goes to the government. It is your gross sales. If your processor is not doing it correctly, and most of them do not, when you're on these programs, the total amount billed, including the surcharge, will be on your 1099K. So if you do a million dollars and you have a 3% surcharge on every card, right? Let's say you don't take debit cards, it's all credit cards. Um, you collected a million 30,000. However, the credit card processor only deposited a million. They kept that 30,000 to pay the fees. So your deposits in your QuickBooks or your books or whatever you're using is gonna show a million in revenue. Your 1099K is gonna show a million 30, you just got a mismatch. Now, to me, and I'm not a CPA, I'm not in that world. To me, uh, mismatches are red flags. You don't want any kind of mismatch, right? Right. So I think that's taxes. But, you know, what about the consumer? As this economy gets into a place where people are not making as much or there is less money for them to spend, they're not going to love this 3% or 25 or 3.5%. You know, and, and I teach, you know, merchants, I'm a consultant for merchants. I teach these business owners. I said, you know what? Raise your prices. No one's going to notice the little bit of an increase in prices and put a sign in the window and at the register that says, we love our customers. We will never charge you to use any type of card because we love you guys. Now your customers there for life. Your, your customers saying, oh my God, this business owner really does care about me. And it's just a little bit different of a thought. It's a long-term thought versus this short-term, I got to figure out how to save some more money. Right. It also simplifies it for the, the customer because, you know, I've seen those little signs on menus and in windows and at counters and things like that. And and honestly, until this conversation, I really couldn't, I didn't know the difference. I just, you know, I paid what I paid, but I didn't really know why I was paying it. Yeah, I mean, the signs at the bottom of the menu, I had a very large restaurant client, 10 locations. The bottom of their menu a year and a half ago said, we have a service fee of 2.5%. If you pay by cash, we'll give you a discount of 2.3%, right? Um, they actually got named in a class action for false advertising because no one understood the language. Now, they were okay. Nothing happened to them, right? It was a false class action, but who needs even the annoyance of having to have lawyers and attorney all right just doesn't make sense but it because of the wording was confusing it was against uh they were saying consumer protection bureau issues at that point 
Right. Okay. Um, so we talked a little bit about the state level. Is there anything happening at the federal level? Not on this program, although the Durban Act, um, from my understanding, years and years ago, did have the idea that you can't surcharge a credit card. Okay. Um, today in the government, there is the credit card uh, fairness or credit card. Um, there's a name for it. I skip in. There is a new bill being passed about credit cards or wanting to be passed. Um, we could talk for hours on that. I've written articles on that where will it really help the end user and lower prices to consumer? Not in my opinion. Um, there will be savings, but that's the only thing that I see going on at the federal level right now. And again, Senator Durbin is um, part of that. And there's a plus and a minus to it. I, I think there's some good out of it, but I also think there's things that they might think would happen and I don't see it happening. All right, well, if that legislation passes, we'll have to have you back and you can uh, you can tell our members all about it. So you, you've you um, talked a lot about different recommendations um, to companies that are considering adopting a surcharge program or looking to reduce their processing costs. But I think it's I think it's worth repeating. So what would you recommend to merchants, businesses that you work with uh, considering these things? Yeah. So the first thing I would recommend is if they're going to add a fee, to do a legitimate surcharge program, have the technology that knows whether it's a credit card or debit card, cap it at 3% because that's the law right now and guidelines and go that route if that's what you wanna do, okay? However, my real suggestion again is raise your prices 3%, 4%. And I'm not saying no one's gonna see a small increase or if you're a restaurant, raise your soda 25 cents. No one's really seeing that 25% increase. And again, put the sign up that says we love you. Like why mess around? Like, for instance, you know what? Fuel went up, napkins went up, oil went up. All of these things went up, right? You don't see a fuel surcharge at a restaurant. You might see that on a delivery, right? But you don't see, well, cost of my garbage collection went up, which it did. We're going to charge you, a, you know, if you leave food on your plate, we're going to charge you a garbage collection, right? It's kind of silly. The reason the credit card thing really started happening is the push from the credit card processing side really started pushing this hard because of the amount of money they're making in it. If a business owner is really willing to listen and understand that customers are not going to like this, I don't care that everyone's doing it. Customers do get upset. Raise your prices. Offer a cash discount without the credit card processors involved and get a merchant account at the lowest possible price that you could get it. And that's where we come in. We help people get those low cost merchant accounts. But that is probably my number one recommendation is really step outside of the forest for a second, look at the landscape and figure out how to make your customers happy versus getting them upset with this idea of surcharge. And, you know, it's funny, people say, you know, everyone's doing it. Well, that old saying is everyone's jumping off a bridge. Do you jump off a bridge, right? Right, um, right. No. The most successful people in the world that I know of always look at what everyone's doing and do the exact opposite. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was my father's favorite saying as I was growing up. Uh, so, <laughs> the uh, Eric, Ridge, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Merchant Advocate has been a, uh, a longtime partner of the NJCPA. Can you tell our, our listeners and viewers um, how they can learn more about the services that you provide? Sure. I mean, they could always reach out through our website, which is merchantadvocate.com. There's info at Merchant Advocate. And I mean, real simple, we help 
businesses lower the cost of credit card processing without them leaving their current processor. And whether it's a small mom and pop that saves a thousand a month or the billion dollar or a hundred million dollar company that saves multiple six figures, our whole program is to help lower that cost, understand it. We work off a percentage of savings. It's pure contingency, meaning if we don't bring someone value, we earn zero. Um, we're now 17 plus years old. We're just put a new stat out there. Our, our businesses have saved over $300 million in excess fees. And, you know, we'd be more than willing to help anyone. You guys have been an unbelievable partner over the last six, seven plus years. Um, whether it's a CPA firm or their customers or someone that is a CPA in a business, they could always reach out info at Merchant Advocate. Um, let us know that you came from the NJCPA as well would be beneficial. It would be very, very helpful. And um, we're really out there, Don, to help people. I mean, it's hard enough to make money today. The reason we built the company is to show transparency and ethics in a world that's not regulated. Right. And and I can say uh, for those of you listening or or watching, um, the NJCPA uses Merchant Advocate, has used Merchant Advocate, and we've saved thousands of dollars. So uh, we wouldn't recommend uh, Merchant if if we weren't, uh, if we didn't have a great relationship with them as well. So, um, Eric, thank you very much. It's really interesting information. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Enjoy the uh, rest of the week and appreciate your time, Don. Thank you. Thanks for listening and watching. For more information about how Merchant Advocate can increase your bottom line by protecting you from unfair rates, fees, and hidden costs, visit merchantadvocate.com. To see all NJCPA member benefits, visit njcpa.org marketplace.